0: This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Nottingham, CEO of All-Star Dental Academy, and welcome to Dental All-Stars. Our guest is Shelly Van Epps, and our topic is One Step to Overcoming Approval Addiction. Shelly has been in the dental industry for over 21 years and is currently a treatment coordinator and one of All-Star Dental Academy's mastery coaches. By working on the business with her clients, one of her focuses is on how the team can focus on providing an ultimate patient experience, an all-star patient experience. Please welcome Shelly.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm just editing your bio on the fly. There we go. (laughs) So just to kind of start out a little bit here, tell us a little bit about you.
1: Sure. So I've been in a practice, same practice for going on 22 years. And throughout that, I have found and gone through a lot of different challenges, as many other practices do of, we have enough team, we have too many team, we have the not the right team, all of those different things. But throughout that, I was able to find myself in each position within the practice. So from administrative, scheduling, insurance, all of that, over to assisting the doctor chair side, um, doing treatment coordinating, which is kind of my passion. It's where I really thrive. Um, And I love to connect with patients. So um, I found myself wanting to coach when I had a coach myself, and she was very inspirational. And I looked, I was listening to her one day and I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to be able to take what I'm doing and expound upon that and help other people to feel this confident with what they're doing. So um, kind of leads into today's topic a little bit yes. of the confidence factor. But um yeah, it's been a great ride, and I'm excited to be here today.
0: What is approval addiction?
1: Well, approval addiction is the need or desire to hear yes. And so many of us are afraid of potentially being turned down or told no. And so we start to become fearful or avoid different conversations. And it's very powerful and something that um, a lot of dentists and team members have that fear of, I don't want to tell this patient what's going on, because they're going to tell me no, they're going to turn me down, they're going to explain why this isn't necessary. And it makes them vulnerable of having to tell somebody everything. So That's ultimately what approval addiction is.
0: And it reminds me of like, even with broken appointments or trying to make sure that we're scheduling properly, we don't want the with this, you know, I can get it. You don't want the patient to not like you. And so we'll let them off. We don't want to upset them. So it's, it's, so it's getting the yeses, but also getting the approval from the, the patient that they're happy with you. And if you're doing anything to the contrary, that's the concern.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's one of those things where patients come in and they start off their conversation with no offense, but I hate the dentist. I mean, talk about a negative conversation (laughs) and feeling like, well, let me just get back on my high horse and come on out. I mean, you're already being told that you're you're not liked. And so then you're going to go in there and talk to this patient about XYZ or the patient is starting off the conversation on the phone in a negative light. So you have to be able to turn that around and overcome that approval addiction of feeling like they don't like me. They don't like what I have to say. I'm going to have to defend my, my responses and it's uncomfortable. So, um, yeah, ultimately everybody experiences it from the phones all the way through to the doctor and in the checkout at the very end of the appointment. So,
0: well, speaking of that, Why do you think that so many doctors and team members suffer from this approval addiction?
1: Yeah, I mean, starting right there with the no offense, I don't like you or no offense, but I don't want to be here. Um, I mean, that's that's uncomfortable. And then you're telling somebody something about their health that maybe they didn't want to hear. And you know that that's ultimately what's coming. It's pretty rare. I shouldn't say rare, but there are a handful of patients who come in healthy, but for the most part, we find something of concern. And you are the bearer of bad news, and you know that's what they're there for. And we have to remind ourselves of that. They're they're coming to see us as a professional, as a healthcare professional, and ultimately, if we see something that's bothering that we see that will bother them or could bother them, we have to bring that to their attention, um, whether we want to or not, or whether they want to hear it or not.
0: What is an easy way? to overcome approval addiction.
1: Well, I say it's a, a one-step thing, but actually it's a two-step thing. You have to start within yourself. You have to have positive self-talk. If you go into a conversation already assuming that this patient is going to say no, they're going to see that. They're going to feel that. It's not in the words that you're saying. It's in the tone and your body language. If you go in not confident with the information that you have to present, they're going to feel that. And they're going to think that something is going on that you're being shady or not truthful. So you have to start with your self-talk and confidence Always. and knowing they're here to see me because they want to know what's going on. And I'm here as this professional and I it's my duty to share this
0: information. It takes a lot of work. I mean, mm-hmm. mindset work. And it's not an overnight thing, right? I mean, that's Absolutely. where it's nice to learn some tactics. We're, we're going to talk about some, but it's an ongoing process of improving yourself and being able to then apply that every day. So yep, I, I you agree, have to walk Shelley. into
1: the room with the 10 on your forehead, ready to have a conversation, positive yes. atmosphere, ready, ready positive attitude, ready to go. Absolutely. And, and that starts with,
0: <laughs> did you sleep well? Did you eat well? So you you're know, saying it, that almost it could be a second step or we'll, we'll even call it a prerequisite. If you're going to do this next tactic that you have to be in the right state of mind and you're congruent, absolutely. you have to be congruent. And this is the other thing too, for for those that are listening, I have brilliant people on these podcasts, such as Shelly, and we're gonna to continue to share with you great things. But don't you can't use these things to manipulate people. You have to be clean. Absolutely. You have to be clean. It has congruent. to be
1: sincere. It has absolutely. to be sincere.
0: And if you're absolutely if you're looking to to take a shortcut, then this isn't the podcast for you. All right. Go go <laughs> ahead. Uh, ahead Shelly. So what is this? What do so, we do? So so
1: the second step is gonna be a permission statement. Okay. This seems silly. It seems like a it, A lot of team members say, well, that feels really uncomfortable. Why would I ask a question where it's obvious? They're here for me to take a look in their mouth. Why would I ask them if it's okay for me to take a look in their mouth? Um, It's a simple question and it's to get a yes. It's to start a conversation off with yes. So, um, you know, if you're able to start off in that positive interaction and they're telling you, yes, it's okay for you to tell me what's going on in my mouth, all of a sudden for yourself, you feel confident, like, and obligated to share the information with them. Um, I use this all the way across the patient experience. There's always questions. You're always asking questions. That's just part of the investigation with a patient. That's nonstop, right? That's always something we're doing. But this particular question is to shift and allow yourself to do something where you're about to be uncomfortable with what's going to happen. But this gives you a little bit of peace about that conversation of saying, no, this is what they want. This is why they're here. And um, on on the phones, Heather does a great job with the great call process. And one of those questions is, you know, in order to better serve you, is it okay if I ask some more questions? What patient says no to that? Very rarely, unless they're on a time constraint but that's gonna help us to be able to better serve them. So that yes that you're getting is allowing you to ask those questions. Otherwise, if you just randomly started spewing off questions, those patients are gonna be like, what is going on? This person is asking me these random weird questions. Um, We have a purpose. We wanna be able to provide that to them and asking that simple question and hearing yes allows us to go through that process.
0: What's an example of a, a permission statement?
1: So starting with the phone, that one okay. that we so just you're talked using about. So the
0: transition statement is sure. similar. Sure. Transition
1: is okay. as a, as a permission. You're getting that okay. yes from the patient. Oh, a hygienist, you know, is it okay with you if we go ahead and take a look around? How simple is that? It's not complicated. It doesn't have to be an awkward, uncomfortable conversation or question. A lot of people get hung up. I don't know what to say. I'm like, just talk to the person. It's just that you want to use in this particular situation you want to use a close-ended question versus an open-ended question. You want there to be the potential of one or two answers, yes or no. And if they say no, that's a that's okay because now you're going to find out why. You're going to dig deeper and you're going to ask more questions. If a patient tells you no, I don't want you to lay the chair back and take a look at my mouth. Why are you here? What's going on? Is there anxiety? What? how can I better serve you? And you start a different type of question or a different series of questions, I should say. So you're heading that appointment in a different direction because they clearly aren't prepared or ready for you to look around.
0: It, it also feels for the patient empowering, it sounds, that if yes. you ask them, you're humbling yourself. You know, may I take a look at your mouth? Like, oh, that's so nice of you to ask, first of all. Mm-hmm. And second, yes, I would like that. So now I'm feeling empowered. And it When we get to just this idea of case presentation at the end of the case presentation, which we're talking about the kind of the beginning steps, but it's all Mm -hmm. part of setting it up is the adage that people like to buy, not be sold to. So if they're Yes. yes, if they're saying yes, they're choosing, that's very important because sometimes the problem is as a provider, whatever we might do, coach, hygienist, dentist, team Hmm. member is we just go right into it let's you know we're going to schedule you or go right not even say anything just go right into their mouth it's like wait a second it becomes
1: abrasive it's aggressive
0: it does does, and we don't see that and Hmm. these are the soft skills we have to be very mindful of and these little maybe trivial things we think about can have an enormous impact on whether Hmm. somebody accepts treatment and sometimes it may make total sense to them but they don't feel right. We make decisions on how we feel, and then we justify them with logic. So Mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're getting them to feel good. uh, You're setting the situation up for case acceptance. And that's what you're Absolutely. a pro at. So continue, Shelly. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is, this is yes. Great.
1: So this, like I said, this permission statement is all the way through the patient experience, all the way to the point of if you're not the treatment coordinator who's going to be presenting the treatment to this patient, going over the financials and everything, you ask this patient permission to share with the next person what all you've already talked about and what they've decided to do about it. So if you're the doctor, is it okay with you? If I share with Shelly everything that we've talked about today so that she can go ahead and get these appointments reserved for you, the patient says yes. The treatment coordinator already knows everything that's going on at that point, and they can take it from there and make sure that those appointments are scheduled. If there's a concern about cost, would you like to know about the different financing that we have? Yes. Great. You can go ahead and have that conversation. Otherwise, if you just jump in and say, this is a lot of money, do you want to know our, our I'm so, I get in the habit of doing the permission statement. I can almost not even role play not doing it. But, um, you know, if you just have a treatment plan and you say, yeah, it's going to be a lot of money here. How do you want to pay for that? Mm -hmm. And the patient just, or you assume they're not going to be able to pay for it. If you ask the question, would you like to know about our different financing? Or a lot of our patients are interested in our financing options. Is that something that you would like to know more about? They may say, "Nope, I'll write a check." Great, or they may say, "I'm not going to get approved." Well, well, you'd be surprised, and that, then you can have the conversation.
0: That's an interesting point you made because we often assume who can accept treatment or who can do 100%. what, and that's a big mistake because it's Absolutely. very interesting. It's like the ones, are, "Oh, this person is going to do this case," and they don't, and then the ones, "I can't believe this person did the case." You never want to assume, and and I think that this creates a process to protect you from yourself and, and and you know set up the, the patient for optimal treatment and uh, an optimal experience. So yes. so just to clarify, you mentioned the doctor as well will use mm-hmm. a permission statement. So everybody's Everybody. using permission statements.
1: Everybody. And you know it doesn't only apply to the patients, it applies to your team too. Oh. If you see somebody who's doing something incorrectly, I'll put that in quotation marks, incorrectly because they're outside of your systems. What better way than to go up to them and say, hey, is it okay if I talk to you about the way that you're doing that? Or can I ask you a question about the way you're doing this or that? Like say they're scheduling incorrectly. They're not following your blocks. Can I ask you why you put this person in this spot? It's not aggressive. It's not hey, you put this in the wrong spot in making somebody go in the back room and cry. It's opening that and having a conversation with them so that you can better understand where they're coming from. And that goes all the way across the team, from team member to team member, from doctor to team member. I mean, it's just a great, (laughs) great communication skill that I wish everybody had because it makes such a big difference in the way that you interact with everybody. So
0: and I assume that the patients respond well to this Absolutely. response. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. They and appreciate it. I can't tell you how much mm. I hear, thank you for asking. Yes, I'm comfortable with this. Or just the yeses that I hear. I, I can't tell you. It's very rare to hear a no, but when you do, it's okay. It's okay. Because you know that that means that they're still interested and they need more. They need something more from us that we haven't provided yet. And you have to step back. You don't just say, oh, you're not okay with me setting the chair down? Okay, well, I'll see you later. And they leave. You don't leave that appointment that way. You have to dig.
0: You learned this process many years ago because it sounds Mm -hmm. so embodied in what you do.
1: It is. (laughs) Did you
0: see a difference between when you weren't doing it and then once you shifted to it, and what did you notice?
1: Oh my gosh, Alex, this is difficult because it's been embodied for so long that I can't even remember when I didn't do it, but I can see and I observe team members doing it or not doing it, and I can see the difference in the patient experience. And so for myself, it's become a life changer all the way across the board. And definitely with my patient interactions, it's made a huge difference. But being able to help team members to develop that and just remind them, hey, permission. And they're like, yes, permission. And some of them get so nervous about it. I said, it's just a question. That's all it is. It's to help you. It's to help the patient. And if you can just ask one question that gives you a yes, your conversation is going to be so much more impactful and, and actually benefit both of you because ultimately, they're there to find out what's going on. Nobody goes to you don't go to a neurosurgeon, or I guess it wouldn't be the neurosurgeon, the neurologist have a scan done and expect them to not tell you if you have a brain tumor, you want to know. People come into our office, if they have a cavity, if they have an abscess, they want to know, they don't want to know about just one of them, they want to know about anything that's going on. Because ultimately, I hear over and over, patients come in. Every time I would go to my dentist, they'd tell me about something else that's going on. It's so frustrating. It's like they're just looking for something. Really, it's a matter that the doctor probably had some approval addiction going on and didn't want to let the patient know about everything. So they chose one area that was the worst. We'll just focus here. And I'm just going to let them know this. And then I'll kind of Let them know the next thing next time they come in so that I don't have to overwhelm the patient. And that actually causes frustration because they feel like every time you're finding something new when in reality, it was all there the whole time. And we just held on to that approval addiction and didn't want to overwhelm the patient, which ultimately was us not wanting to hear no or be told, there's no way I have that many cavities. so.
0: I typically ask at the end of a podcast, the one thing that you can put into practice tomorrow that had to have a great impact on your business. And it seems like you already answered that question. I mean, this (laughs) is really simple. I I was like, look at the title. And I'm like, I'm like, the one step to overcome approval addiction. I'm like, that's kind of oversimplistic. And I'm like, as you explain it, like, that's the one thing. So there you go. Get It really truly is.
1: Absolutely. Use
0: your your permission statement.
1: It really is. Sounds simple. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, often the simplest things are uh, the best things, Mm. but, or you have to have often to do simplicity, you have to have the right mindset. The prerequisites Mm. are really going to be the work. Uh, Absolutely. This is just remembering to do this, but continue to work on yourself, continue to learn and, and it's not just grabbing information, it's being coached. It's mm-hmm. working on yourself. The fastest way to success is mentorship, being mentored and coached. You're now made a part of your life mission to help others as well grow. And that's what 100%. it's all about.
1: 100%. I couldn't thank my doctor enough for investing in me in that way. Because I, on my own, I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to have some of the coaching that I've received and so for him to put that investment in me if you have an office manager or somebody that you foresee being with your practice or even somebody who's not your top employee right now if you invest in them a little bit and they they appreciate that and they take it to heart and they use the skills it comes back to you it's that um Pays for itself, right, Alex? <laughs> the coaching pays for itself um, when they take that and run with it. I mean, implementing one simple question, your case presentation, your case acceptance goes through the roof. And there are so many other little things that you can implement that would make a big difference for you. So well, self funding.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I spoke about in the last podcast that I did yeah. is I talked about self-funding that we believe we do this at All Star, but we, we believe any coaching should self-fund every 90 days That you should be looking at it and seeing, look, wow. And you're, and it's not difficult to do that. But we focus on that with our KPI coaching process, key performance indicators. Well, Shelly, thank you so much for being on our podcast. And I look forward to yeah. having you many, many, many more times. You're so brilliant. All right. Please remember to subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And until next time, go out there and be an all-star. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.